What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone of all things JFW. Good morning, Jim, Brother Dave, Super Dave. Morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning. And we got Veronica Ariola joining us today. Welcome, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Hi, Veronica. Are you nervous? Very. You don't look nervous. You don't sound nervous. It's good. Nice laugh, too. Yeah. It's good to go. Awesome. So, disclaimer, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the opinion of the five people sitting in this room. So, don't sue us. Yeah. So, if it's a bad dad joke, don't hold us accountable. Exactly. Episode 31 did okay. We had 328 downloads, and we're at 9458 total downloads. We're going to hit that 10,000 mark soon. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to have a pizza party that day. Yep. So, <clears throat> you guys know I used to be a personal trainer, right? Or maybe you don't know that. Oh, no. Somewhere I, in my... I yeah, never knew that. A few times in my I, life. I knew that, Jim. There you go. Did you know the last time I decided I don't want to do that anymore, I had to give him the I'm too weak notice? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was too weak. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, speaking about other jobs, did you know I've only been fired from one job ever... Ever once in my life. What job was that? I was at a calendar factory. All I did was leave, take a day off. Speaking of week. Oh, man. Can you do better then? Here's the door. Oh, buddy, I'll tell you what. What kind of tea is hard to swallow? <sighs> man. Hmm. What kind? Man, reality. Ooh, oh, reality. <laughs> Super Dave. Yeah, yeah he's got to. I think I'd take a day off. <laughs> well, I'm going to bust out there with a political joke because the primaries just were mailed out. So uh, here we go. A couple of you guys here have heard this one already. It's actually an old Reagan joke. And, uh, there was this uh, TV crew that they were covering a Democratic fundraiser at a coliseum. And they went to the fundraiser, saw the people that were trying to raise money inside. And when they left, it was, you know, kind of late in the afternoon and they come out and there's this little boy standing there selling puppies. And the little boy holds up a puppy by the nap of its neck and says, Democratic puppies for sale, Democratic puppies for sale. And the guy kind of thinks, well, that's, that's a bit odd, you know, just how do you sell a Democratic puppy? What is that all about? And anyway, he doesn't think much about it and he leaves. He just thought that was odd. And Three weeks go by, and pretty soon the, the Republicans are having a fundraiser at the same Coliseum. So the same news crew goes in, and they're covering all the fundraising that was going on there in the Coliseum. And uh, when they leave at the end of the event, they come out, and there's that same little boy, and he's holding up the puppies. They're just a little bigger. He says, Republican puppies for sale, Republican puppies for sale. And the news guy, he's like, how, how are, how's he selling the same puppies Three weeks later, one week they're Democrat, and you know, three weeks later they're Republicans. And so he walks over to the kid and he goes, "Hey, I was here three weeks ago. You had the same exact puppies for sale, and they were Democrats. Now they're Republicans. What's the difference?" He says, "Well, they're older now. Their eyes are open." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see what you got yourself into, Veronica. I can see that. <laughs> Expressed opinions. Yep. Expressed opinions. So but my eyes are open. <laughs> so if you go into the restroom you're american when you leave you're american 
What are you while you're inside the restroom? European. Yes, you are. <laughs> I told that joke last week, Veronica. Did you steal it from the podcast? Uh-oh. <laughs> I must have missed it. <laughs> well, subliminally, you remembered it. Yeah. Or you didn't listen. Yep. <laughs> should have let it go away with that, but that's I it, I should have huh? brought another one then, huh? Yeah, we have backups sometimes. Sometimes oh, mine are really bad, so <laughs> I, I do a backup. Yeah, I, I've got a couple backups here. <laughs> Celebrations. Rosario had a birthday on May 29th. Happy birthday, Mr. Perfecto. Yep. Happy birthday, Rosario. Happy birthday, Rosario. Happy birthday. <laughs> Anniversaries. Adam Higuera, one year tomorrow. David Gaten's going to hit four years on the fourth. And then Dan Hawk's going to hit five years on the, th- or he did hit five years this past Sunday, the 30th. Wow. Congrats, yeah. everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. That's, that's always good news. A lot of people don't see David Gayton. He's our fill-in, you know, for weekend coors, and I think he works Fridays as well yeah. when he has the ability. He's going to mm-hmm. college right now, and uh, he worked here full-time for, what, two and a half years, or how long has he been in college now? A year and a half? It's got to be. I mean, over a year I mean, yeah, the sure. way time flies, right? Yeah. So thanks yeah. for hanging in there, David. It, it's a big help for us on weekends, and uh, I think it works pretty well for your schedule, too, so thanks for... Help yeah, us out. He's going to school to be like, uh, I don't know, he's in like computer science or something like that. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So yep, Absolutely. And, and then Dan Hawk, five years. Wow. Yeah, that's went by fast. I know he missed, what, a good six, eight months there being hurt, you know? And oh, he yeah. still came back after that fall. So great to have you here, Dan. Yeah. He's a grinder, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, after... <laughs> What he was that he had a nickname. Were we calling him John Wayne or something? Because no. he was so damn tough? Or? No. Uh, the Duke? The Duke, well, yeah. yeah the Duke. That's John Wayne. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I know what's yeah. up. <laughs> and then one more anniversary. Today is Brother Dave's 35-year anniversary. Woo. 35. Congratulations, Congratulations. Dave. Who knew? Yeah, I didn't we, think I'd live to 35, let alone work somewhere for 35 years. In our usual fashion, we have a... Anniversary for shirt for you. Oh, I need, very to, cool. need to grab a picture of you. Nice. So hold it up and I'll grab it. Are we going to do it here during the podcast? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, everybody. We did ask what, uh, ask Super Dave what Brother Dave's culture interview was like 35 years ago. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody. Hey, and I was looking it up, you guys, because I knew Dave was on here, Brother Dave was on here, and then Dan Hawk and of course, everybody's anniversary is important, whether it's a year or five or even 35. But just so everybody knows, because we I, I want to keep things positive and stuff, we have uh, 26 people working here that have worked for us over five years, which I kind of consider that at 25%. So, yeah. And that does include uh, me and Dave. Um, and I did take uh, uh, Evelyn and Jim, Jim Sr. and Evelyn White off. They were in there too, so sure. it would have been... You know, 28 people, but I think 26 people that work here over five years is pretty important. Yeah, that's, that's some awesome. good tenure. Yeah. Yeah, we, I've noticed uh, a lot of our anniversaries, you know, we see those one-year marks, and that's a victory, you know, but mm-hmm. we've had a lot of two and three years and five years. I know that's uh, probably the fourth five-year jacket I've gotten out recently. So. Yeah, yeah, it's good good stuff. Good job, everybody. Yep, thank you, guys. And then uh, Laurel Moore. She uh, sent us a really beautiful thank you card for celebrating her birthday. That's John Moore's wife. So, yeah, yeah, great. and you—I mean, I, I think you wrote it, Jim, but it was a beautiful card. 
Yeah. Well, well written and classy. Yeah, classy. Yep. Absolutely. Shout outs. <clears throat> Linda and Alex both want to give a thank you and a shout out to Juan and JJ7 from J&J Trucking. He's one of our leasers. He broke down, loaded on 524, lost a turbo. He got his truck fixed and to deliver the load on 525. While delivering at Union, one of our trucks was having issues. I'm assuming that was Alex. Juan helped him get back up and going. One of the J's in J&J must be short for JFW. Juan has been driving under the JFW flag for over 12 years. He represents the JFW family well and is really like one of our own. Thank you, Juan. Nice. Yeah, th- yeah thanks, Juan. Juan, and yeah. Juan is an awesome guy. Yeah, he is he's such just a great, nice guy. Yeah, he's done a lot of trucking for us, like 12 years. It's, yeah, it's hard to believe, but yeah. I know... I know he covered a lot of stuff when me and Dave were dispatching. Yep. So, so. Yeah, just like when he comes into office to drop his paperwork off and pick up a check, he's yeah. always just really smooth and calm and yep. quiet and yeah. smiling and right? polite. and Just what a nice demeanor. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, comfortable exactly. to be around. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear that story about the turbo that was out on his truck? No. Did he pick one up here or something? Or <laughs> yeah, it was just, just such a long shot that he was talking to Linda that, you know, obviously with COVID and then the older engines and whatnot and how hard it is to get parts. And he said he, he can't find that turbo anywhere. And Linda goes, well, let me check with Mikey. And she walks back and tells Mike. And Mike's like, yeah, I have one on the shelf. And he goes over and grabs it, <laughs> and comes up and like plops it on the counter and says, is this the one you're looking for? And Juan's like, I have been looking everywhere for that turbo. Uh. You know, and it, it's like like a 32 or $3,500 turbo. And I mean, honestly, we it doesn't fit any of our equipment anymore. We had it from back with the older trucks that we used to have, and I think Mike sold it to him for like twelve hundred bucks. And I mean, nice. he, he was beyond thrilled. That's yeah, he awesome. had a smile when he yeah, left. Mikey yeah, Mikey said it was like the deal of the century for him. So uh, it was it was awesome. Yeah, JFW did. Yeah, feels so good again. to help a guy out. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Truck driving championships coming up on June fourth. That's this Saturday. That's going to be at the Adam County Fairgrounds. Anybody who wants to support our, our teammates that are competing, uh, we could get your schedule. But it's definitely worth coming up there and showing those guys some love. Dustin Romero has been heading it up. This is his second time that he's been in charge. Last year, he actually didn't compete because he just wanted to support the drivers competing. This year, he is competing. So it would be nice if we went up and supported those guys. Nice. Uh, also, Dustin Romero, he took second place in the three-axle in 2019. Troy Hunt's competing. He took second place in the four-axle last year. Vince Meekins is competing. He took first in pre-trip inspections last year. And then Rick Ray, Jesse Baeza, Potter, Anthony Harper, and Casey Guthrie are all going to be competing as well. So should be a good time. I plan on being up there about 10 or 11, you know, because... They got to get up there and do like their sign in and walk through and you know there's a pre-trip inspection part but they should be driving by 10 11 o'clock so veronica did i hear you making breakfast burritos i am nice that's very kind of you yeah that sounds awesome good luck you guys and thanks for representing out there appreciate it yeah, it's have... supposed to be beautiful weather saturday too 83 yeah, nice. in the 80s yeah i may have to show up a little earlier if there's going to be breakfast burritos but <laughs> Got a lot of yard work to do first, too, so we'll see. So, Veronica, we're super excited to have you on. You are a wife, a mother of six children. What else should we know about you outside of work here at JFW? Well, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here today. I was kind of 
nervous. I probably still am nervous to be here today, but thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I also like to cook and bake at home a lot. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Where do you find time to do all that stuff? I mean, I know your schedule. You're here at 5 a.m. every day, if not earlier. Yeah. You know, you just get used to it. You just find the time, and it's it works out. I mean, you just figure it out at home and spread everybody the way they need to go, school, daycare, and work, and it works out at the end of the day. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've been here uh, nine and a half months. What made you get into truck driving, and how did you end up here at JFW? Well, um, my I've always wanted to be a nurse. You know, sometimes life doesn't work out the way you want it to, and there's challenges in your life, but I like driving a lot. I was given the opportunity when I was working at Amazon to further my career, so I decided to get my CDL. I enjoy driving all the time when we go on to Mexico, California, anywhere. I'm always the one driving. So I got my CDL. I finally got it. I passed my test, and I wanted I was going to go work with one of my cousins, and then I really didn't want to work with family. And I was driving down I-25, and I seen the red truck, and I was like, hey, they're out in Commerce City. I'm going to give them a call. I I was talking to Super Dave. He's like, well, we really don't ever hire anybody straight out of school. He goes, but come in and we'll talk and i showed up the next day he's like well you're late for your interview (laughs) i forgot about that he goes but my other interview is still not here let's let's go out and see how far we can get so we i didn't even go into the red shop i heard like you get interviewed in the red shop and i only did like the outside and the driving interview Hmm. and he goes okay i'll be back in touch with you and i remember going home and i told him i was like yeah, I don't think I got the job. And then first thing in the morning, I had a missed call, and I called back, and it was Super Dave. He's like, yeah, I would like to offer you the job. I was like, yes, I got yeah. in. <laughs> How late were you? By like an hour, I think. Wow. I think it was at 10, and I showed up at 11. I had uh, the time. I probably 9, and you showed up at 10. Yeah, something uh, like that. So you just had the times confused? Yeah, I okay. had the times confused. I even I was even here, like, I think, like, 10, 15 minutes early. I was like, oh, I'm early for my interview. That's, <laughs> That's funny. funny. I've, seen, like, oh, you're late. I've seen Super Dave in that situation, and it usually doesn't play out that way. Right? Yeah, yeah. he doesn't. If you're late, you're late. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't, you don't get a chance. It's like he That's, opens up the door and he must have escorts been you out. Having a good day that day. <laughs> he, was, he was having a Super Day day. He had his cheerios. He doesn't like too early either. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> if your appointment's at 9 o'clock, 8.55 is perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't show up at 8.15. Yeah, when we were interviewing together, one of the first things Super Dave taught me is somebody's more than 12 minutes early, that's poor interview etiquette because we're busy and you shouldn't, we shouldn't be focused on somebody waiting for us. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yep. Pretty cool. Well, I'm glad you... It still interviewed me. Us, us too. Tell you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually very happy when I got the job because I was telling Alonso, my husband, I was like, um, it's good as a woman, like, you know, to come in and actually get a job somewhere where you don't know anybody. Because mm. usually, like, you get in, like, where you know somebody, especially, like, being a girl, being a new truck driver, and it's like, you feel good inside when yeah. you get that job and you know good. you did it right. on your own. Yeah, that's a good accomplishment. What were you doing at Amazon before Packing. you? Packing. Okay. Yeah. And then did you drive for Amazon? Once no, again? I never drove for the, I've never, ever driven a semi until this wow. job. And 
and Amazon was offering you uh, school for a CDL, right? They offered you to send you to school. Isn't that how it was working? Yeah, when, you, when you've been there for a year, they pay your, some of your tuition. Yes. Truck driving school, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, obviously in hopes that you would drive for them, so, but there's no contract or they nope. just, wow. Huh. Just as long as you've been there for a year, they help you out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the same thing Jesse, Jesse and his brother-in-law. Oh, Jesse Gustin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah half-brother or half something. Brother, yep. brother yeah. or something but okay. Yeah, thank you, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. Yep. Yeah. Man. Every but, time I drive by I-25 and I pass the 144th, because that's where I work, I'm like, thank you. You guys gave me this job. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good yeah. stuff. Amazon. I'll thank them every time we go by, too. Yeah. yeah. Amazon Prime. I love Amazon right? Prime. Thanks. Right? <laughs> you know, as far as that interview goes, Veronica, you know, I try to keep uh, an open mind to everybody that comes in and uh, we speak with and we, you know, <coughs> kind of gauge their skills and their talents. And most importantly, we gauge their character and their attitude and their energy. They've got a lot of positive energy and are excited and really, you know, enthusiastic about JFW and about doing this job. That's more than anything. But then you came in and you killed it on that drive test. <laughs> and uh, I was like, wow, that, that is some motivation and determination. You were focused. I'm telling you what. Uh, um, and so that really was impressive. So Thank you. So you were, were you a natural, like when it comes to backing and stuff like that? Did you like back up trailers before you were a CDL driver? Did you understand how that worked? Or Well, how- um, my brother-in-law, when he was here, before he went back to Mexico, um, he had a concrete company. And I would always tell him, I said, well, how do you back up a trailer? Because he was always backing up, like, you know, the tractor and stuff. He's like, well, you know, if you want to go left, you go right. And he, I would always like listen to what he would tell me and one day we had some jet skis and we were out at Chatfield and he goes I was like let me back it up I can do it he's like you can't do that he goes I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can do that I was like I've listened to everything you told me I can do it and I did it and I was like yeah so nice just listening good for you and that's a hundred dollars. That's hard to yeah. back up too. Those yeah. I'd rather back up a thirty-five, a thirty-eight, a fifty-three right. than a jet ski trailer. Yeah. yeah, they're the fun ones to watch at the boat ramp, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Turn the wheel, turn the wheel, turn the wheel. Uh, yeah. Well, how do you think your career is going at JFW? It's going good. I I really like it. I, I feel like I've learned a lot here, being here a lot, and I think there's still a lot more room and more things to learn. Mm-hmm. So I think. I want to learn a lot. I want to know more. I want to get out there and go to different places, that, like, you know, golf courses, course, everything else I want to learn. Um, I want to volunteer now for um course on the weekends just last month, really, with graduations and everything to school. It's really – it was really hard. Yeah, May I'm was, glad May, I'm back to normal this <laughs> month. May was a busy month for you. you it know, was. I, I even texted Jam. I'm like, you know what, Jam? I'm very sorry. I was like, this month is just really going to kick me in the back. I was like, because yeah, we yeah. had continuations, graduations, filters, presentations. And yeah. it's like, oh, and then we got sick. And it's like, oh, my gosh. What else can happen? Right. Yeah. I mean. But communication. Was, yeah. Communication. Notice. Proper yeah, notice. I mean. Yeah. We all have kids. I mean, I have one that is tough on the schedule. I can't imagine six. Yeah, well, so I, I tell anybody with more than one kid, you're going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember from my interview, too, Super Dave goes, you know, with so many kids, you think you're going to be able to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I think we all got it all settled. <laughs> and then last month when I had all that stuff, I was like, 
I wonder if Super Dave remembers him telling me that. <laughs> well, one of them is old enough to babysit, right? Yeah, my yeah. older one just graduated, which we're really proud of her. And um, we, I mean, I thank God for her every day. Like, without her, like, she was the one who handled, like, you know, taking the kids to school and then mm-hmm. taking the other ones to daycare, going to school, getting out of school, picking them up and taking them home till we got home. Yeah. So she's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank That's, you. What's, yeah. her, what's her name? Bro? Amorous. Amorous? Amorous. Yes. So well, congratulate, congratulations, Amorous. So she's 18 you. or 17? She actually just turned 18 on Sunday. So. Nice. Wow. Oh, birthday and a birthday too. party. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. and a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yesterday we were actually texting. She went out to meet uh, with her friends to the movies. And I'm like, what time are you going to be home? She goes, well, what time do you want me to be home? I'm like, nine. She's like, how about 11? I'm like, 10 she's like 10 30 i'm like 9 30 or 10 she goes okay 10 and i was like wow i was like i really thought like now you're 18 she's gonna be like hey i'm 18 i can stay out later right and it's like no she was home by 10 yeah that's respect that's yeah, awesome good for yeah. you yeah great that's great good stuff huh what's the toughest part for you to balance your home life and work life i mean i know even with amorous and alonzo helping like what's uh what's the hardest part for you i think sometimes the hardest part is like not being there when the kids wake up mm. and sometimes like you know when you are when we are home and um when they see you like oh you didn't go to work you're gonna take me to school today like they're happy to see like you're right. there i think that's the hardest but sure yeah that makes sense <clears throat> so what is it like for you working in a male-dominated industry sometimes it it is hard. Uh, when I first came into trucking, I thought it was going to be very hard. Like, you know, it's going to be hard working with guys. Like, maybe guys are not used to seeing girls doing their job. But working here, it's been, like, really amazing. Like, the treatment they give you, the respect everybody gives you here, it's like it, it gives you a whole different um, concept of, like, you know, working in the male industry. And I love it here. I mean, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. That's good. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't remember who it was, but uh, he was driving 0037 for a few days, so parking right next to you. And he's like, one day I'll be able to back up as good as Veronica. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right? I seen yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I seen him, and I was like, you know, let me tell you, man, I'm still learning because the first weeks, I was, it was hard. I think I would pull forward and pull back and pull forward like so many times. <laughs> Sometimes huh. I would even pull forward and tell the guys, hey, just go on back. I'll try in a minute. Huh. Yeah. So hey, you think- you'll always be learning. I'm here oh, yeah. 35 years today. I'm still yeah. learning something new. It's like, oh, my God. You never stop learning. Right? No. Right? No. Right. Huh. Yeah, we had a guy, Veronica, super good guy, and but he just could not back up. And I know he's worked for us a couple of different times and has a lot of experience driving, and uh, but he just can't back up. And one day he was in the shop here. And we just like swept the shop, you know, and you could see his tire tracks in. And Dave's, and he goes, you know, I, I always struggle backing out. And Dave's like, oh, let me give you a hand, you know. And Dave climbs up on the step and he gets in the truck and he puts it in reverse and he hasn't moved, Veronica. You know, pull straight in the bay, right? When you pull in one of our bays, right. you pull straight in. He hadn't done anything. Puts it in reverse and he sits there and spins the wheel, turns the wheel. Hasn't even moved. And Dave's like... What are you doing? Just back straight out. Don't don't move the wheel. You pulled straight in, back straight out, and the guy was like, "Ah, I tur-. it was like a aha moment that he turned the wheel. Didn't even realize it. 
And we just we just teased him about it all the time. It was like, hey, don't don't turn the wheel, just back up. That's the trick. So yeah. uh, brother Dave actually told me that once when I was in forty two in the back lot. He goes, just don't move the wheel, just let it do its thing. Yeah. He yeah. goes, if you need to move just a tiny bit. Small movements, yeah. 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 Yeah, because you could see him when, and then we, we, when he backed out of the shop, because I was telling you about it being sweeped, you, we said, look, and we showed him inside the shop, and it was like a snake. The front tires just went back and forth, back and f- all the way out, like 42 times all the way out the bay. Uh-huh. And it was just like, ah, you, you can't back up. We're wearing out steer tires in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Veronica, you think we do, do a good job at uh, DEI, which is diversity? equity which is fairness and uh inclusion do you feel like you have all the opportunities you can and you're included in everything we do here at jfw i do i actually do and i like that a lot i I feel like you're never judged for who you are here that's awesome awesome. good good question jim yeah i'm glad you feel that way veronica that's that's hard to do in in a lot of places it is I know Especially you, being a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to hear that you've been treated really nice by the fleet. Like, of course, you would expect to be treated well by management or the leadership team. But to hear that you're gaining that respect from the fleet, which is mostly men, is great. You know, I know you went out of town as well. You went on an out-of-town trip. You know, yes. that makes us a little bit nervous. You know what I mean? Like, who's she going out of town with? Are they going to be respectful? And Yeah. You know. But what's cool also is, <clears throat> I know your husband, well, I think we've met all your family members at one point. Have they all yeah. been in the truck with all you? all the kids. They're always, <laughs> now that they're out of school, the, they're like, can I go tomorrow? Can I go tomorrow? Right. Nice. And Good and stuff. obviously, Alonzo, your husband, and we'll talk about him here in a minute, but we, we've gotten to know him well. Did he go on that trip with you or no? Yes, he did. He did. That's nice, man. That's yeah. like a little family getaway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So good Date day. night, just in a big truck. Yeah. yeah, we actually went to a steakhouse. It was right by the hotel. It was actually really good. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Just you and him, or did the rest of the guys go? Well, it was uh, just me, him, and um, Jose, but Jose said he was going to stay in. He was tired. Oh, gotcha. So. Nice. Well, I'm glad you had those opportunities. So I'm glad good. you guys gave me that chance. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing, for <clears throat> for being a new driver, fresh out of school, showing up late to the interview, you know, but your work speaks for itself, you know. Thank you. I don't think we've asked you to do something you can't do or that you would say, I don't think I could do it, except for this podcast, how to <laughs> twist your arm a little bit about coming on here. Hey, but I'm here. You are here. <laughs> yeah, smiling too. We That's needed good. a better 100 bucks that she could do I, it, right? I, I got to touch on that too because – you are here and we hired two other female drivers right about the same time and uh, we talked about this yesterday i couldn't remember one of them's name and you said oh it was heidi and i yeah i remember that but emerald also um all within like just a few weeks of each other and veronica you're the one that's still here i'm still why do you think that is you know i enjoy it here i love this company i love everything about it and I always say you never bite the hand that feeds you. And you guys gave me the chance. And I mean, I'm going to be here for hopefully a long time. Yeah. So. We yeah, hope so. We yeah, yeah, we absolutely. Yeah, Tina does a good job too, Super Dave. Not yes. I mean, yeah. out of, because it is an, a tough male industry and to have two women, it's just, it's awesome. It makes yeah. us feel diverse. Yeah. Like Tina, we're, we're winning. Tina's been here three years, yeah. coming up on three years. Right. Or, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, Tina's a great driver. I've, I've always, I look up to her too. She's a great driver. So, do you guys talk at all? Does she help you out, or? 
Does, we uh we talk like at the roller yard and stuff i'll see her yeah. on the road and be like hey tina like or she sees me like pull over because i have to take a call or something she's gotcha. like you okay oh, that's mm, good that's good, yeah. she's that good, is. good tina's stuff. good people for sure yeah, yeah. and I, as far as the other drivers leaving i mean they've had extenuating circumstances but we see it all the time you know one dri- two drivers could be faced with the exact same problem you know one of them it's the end of the world and the other one's like together we're going to face and overcome all that stands before us right you know what i mean so you know i do feel i believe it has to do with you know the way people are built mm-hmm. you know? right so yeah <clears throat> what's the one thing that you feel is harder than you expected coming into this industry and working here at jfw probably harder is trying to like prove myself as a woman driver <coughs> but <Yeah. coughs> it's easy now and, now I can say. And, and what does that mean, Veronica? Like, I guess, like I talked about it last week uh, a little bit, like the being the boss's kid, so you just you can't mess up. You know what I mean? Is that how you kind of feel as a, as a woman? Is you're representing all women, and you you just can't mess up. You need to know how to back up. You need to know how to dump. That kind Pretty of stuff. Pretty much. It's yeah. like you know, like you're trying to prove yourself. Like, oh, I can't mess up because then they're gonna be like, oh, she's a girl. She couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> That's funny. What's we a, learn. Uh, I mean, we all mess up, but I, I get what you're saying. You feel like you're under more scrutiny yep. for making Yeah, I feel like we're, we're like expected just a little bit more because we're uh, women in the guy's industry. You know, I checked your file. Anytime we have a driver guest on, I go through their file and just kind of see what we're dealing with. And there's, there's no hiccups, no call-ins, no accidents nothing like that so keep up the great job yeah especially for a new driver yeah. you just jinxed her no knock on wood. i'm good at that <laughs> if something happens and be like jam <laughs> i'll be like call super dave <laughs> what's the one thing you found to be easier than what you expected <clears throat> getting along with everybody here ah. i thought it was gonna be hard like you know getting along with the guys and mm-hmm. you're a girl like you know but it was easy Good. That's good. good. Awesome. <clears throat> now, you recently got out of a rock tub. You in a rock tub for almost your whole career here, I would say. How I started l- here in um, August of last year, and I got into a rock tub, I believe, towards the end of November. Okay. So, the majority. Yeah. What made you want to go back to a material trailer? I miss going, like, you know, further away out of town. I feel like right. uh, being in a rock tub, you're just, like, here local. Yeah. And just, you know, picking up and dumping at the same pits every day. Right. And aluminum, you get to go out further. You get to, um, you, you're you giving more opportunities to do different things mm-hmm. than you can in a rock tub. What did you like about the rock tub? The roller yard. <laughs> I like that you can work during the snow time. Right. And um, I think the reason I got into the rock tub was um, Alonzo was going in for surgery. So I needed to make sure like one of us was still bringing an income into the home. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even get that much snow. This right. Year, so. right. But you worked when we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you see yourself wanting to go back in a rock tub in November next year? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I like the aluminum. I like going. Yeah, yeah. You had to borrow. You had to borrow a truck to go out of town. Uh, we you? switched trailers, I believe. I took my my tractor. Mm-hmm. We just switched trailers. Okay, cool. Whose trailer did you take? Just a spare or? Mm, 
No, I think it was Jasmine's. Uh, oh, it was actually uh, my trainer, Mike's twenty four. Oh, because oh. oh, gotcha. his truck was down at Kenworth, and <laughs> oh, I took yeah, his yeah, trailer. Big surprise, twenty four yeah. was down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, Lonzo, so <clears throat> one thing I think is super cool. Well, I'll just ask a question: How has your career choice and working here at JFW influenced your husband, Alonzo? When he was out for surgery, I would tell him, you want to go with me? Sometimes he would be like, no, I'm fine. Then he started coming with me, started liking it more and more. And he's seen that, like, you know, like, he does, he's done concrete all his life since he was in high school. Mm. And I tell him, I was like, you know, we worked about the same amount of hours. We make almost about this. Maybe he makes a little bit more, but um, I tell him, look, I'm still good. We still come home. We go to the gym. We take the kids swimming. We take them to their practices whatnot and you get home from concrete and you're just exhausted mm. you're just ready to eat take a shower and go to bed and it, he's like well yeah and i was like you know we're getting older not younger right and he's like you do got a point there so <laughs> and i think this being his third shoulder surgery and it's like you know it's gonna help you out a lot more physically mm-hmm. so and he liked it he likes it and he actually i think what motivated him more was everybody here he mm. always talks about how amazing everybody is here. He likes it. He likes how everybody is like family, family, just family, everybody. Yeah. So just to be clear, Alonzo's in CDL school right now. He is. Right. Yeah. yeah so he is. Hopefully he, this month he'll have a CDL. That's awesome. That is. Yeah. Alonzo's been here so much. And I remember he either got stuck in the mud <laughs> or. I mean, yeah. he was in the mud hooking chains up, or there's helping day out the tire. Yeah, he probably he probably <laughs> knows he knows a lot more about this job than anybody that doesn't work here. Like, yeah, right. being you know, being on site. Yeah, right. if he ends up working here, I mean, he's got he's got a a lot of insight. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So Veronica, what happens if he gets his CDL and he comes and interviews? And he fails the drive test. I think I would laugh. No. <laughs> I, mean, I would hope not. I'd be like, no, you can't. You have to pass that drive test. Uh, pressure's on, buddy. Yeah. No, he was, when, I, when I spoke to him, actually both of them, a couple of weeks ago, he was so excited to be in, in school and stuff and, and get his CDL. It was good. It's good to see you both excited and happy. Yeah. Monica, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and you, you could tell how passionate he is about concrete. Yeah. You know, the first time I talked to him and I was looking to get some concrete work done, I mean, the concrete runs through that guy's veins, you know what I mean? And, well, you know, I told him, I was you know. like, you know, if you do decide, like, you know, to get your CD out that time, I was like, it would be nice. I was like, and on the weekends that you don't work, you can always go out and do a weekend side job for your concrete right and you can still do it just not do it every day and work right. yourself sure yeah so it's not killing him yeah because yeah. that i mean that's another tough job i mean there's so many labor jobs that are that are tough but you know flat workers and finishing and you know bull floating and the forms and i mean we've done that around here that is not an easy job uh-huh. not at all he probably makes it look easy yeah he does there was one time where he's like um i tell him oh finishing is just like you know making tamales spraying the leaves he's like because he tried to do it once and then i was like well i can do your job i tried it i was like nope here you go here's your float i'm done <laughs> right exactly That's it's funny. A, it's an art yeah they are good yes holy cow yeah quite a talent very yep. impressive veronica what's the one thing that you want to change at jfw nothing nothing <laughs> so far nothing i mean i'm, I'm good with how everything works yeah. too 
there's not a day you're in the truck and you're like, oh, I wish this. Four-day work week? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, everybody. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Three-day work week? <laughs> Three day, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh. No, I really like, I like that we have the two Saturdays on, two off. It helps you plan out your weekends good. Sure. So yeah. you know when right. to plan stuff out. Nice. Okay. All right, Veronica, is there anything you want to add to your interview? you have any questions for Jim and Dave or Super Dave and myself? Um, no, not right now. Thank no? you. Okay, for, just sure. Thanks for the opportunity and for having me here today and yeah. for still having me here. Yeah, good job. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. the great job you do, Veronica. Thank you. So we had uh, one question from the audience, and that's from Chris Bean. Oh, let me uh, pull it up because I don't remember exactly. So Chris Beam asked, resubmitting question for the podcast. So he must have asked this, and we didn't either give him an answer or a good answer. But with Fiori starting to build over by the West Yard, does that change the circumstances for JFW as far as making the West Yard the main yard in the future or no? Uh, good question, Chris. <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll drop the bomb or the, the, the mic drop here, you guys. Why did we duck this question the last time? It, we've, been, <laughs> we've been ducking it because things, things weren't put together. Um, for, for everybody out there, and it, and it comes with a big thank you um, to all of you guys for helping us. But we ended up, you guys, we sold the West Yard to Fiori. Um, they are going to develop the portion they're working on now and the piece that, that JFW used to own. Um, they're gonna make it their main shop and there's some other stuff over there that us, JFW, we just couldn't fight Adams County and some of the other stuff anymore. It was just overwhelming. And uh, Fiori has some more connections, different plans, different way they want to do stuff. And, and they were able to uh, come in there and, and I think they're gonna get it done. It should be a a really big development for them good stuff so yeah. anyway we did sell the the yard to them or that location to them and uh, and that is the simple explanation it is <laughs> way more complicated than that but that's we'll leave it at that yeah yeah that's the that's the fast it is yeah right. short yeah. story short story yeah. yeah yeah so and again with a thank you you guys and and a thank you to the fiori family for uh stepping up and contacting us and and making it possible for us to do this but we were able to take that money, you guys. And uh, Russ, I know you'll know who I'm talking about. Lots of the other guys will probably know. But we were able to buy a location over here called Jones Fine Sand. And it's 17 acres across 270 here. And uh, fingers crossed, um, probably in the next two years, we'll have a new building built and everybody will be under one roof. That's so awesome. It's, it's, it's a big deal for us. I know, this has been a long, long time coming. Uh -huh. long, long time, Super Dave, long time. And, the, and I know we, you know, when Jam said, you know, how come we duck the question is, I'm sure the guys at the West Yard, you know, that's, that's driving back over here to Commerce City. I'm, I'm pulling the Band-Aid off of it. And, and you guys, we have to be out of that location by around August 1st. But we have a scale to sell. We have the concrete blocks to move over there. We have the shop to get cleaned up. And we're going to get you guys moved over here. We're calling it Yard 23 after our podcast here, Channel 23. Great name. Great so name. Yard, Yard 23 will be the new location. 
and uh, we'll uh, we'll get the West guys moved over there to the new location by you know August first at the at the latest. We might move some trucks from here. We don't we don't quite know yet. And then we're on a, a two year mission to have a new building built and and get us in over there. So um, for the for the West Yard guys and Chris Beam, I know you even I think you even got your personal automobile insurance changed where you were getting a break because you. You, you parked or worked so close to the house. Sorry, guys, but, you know, you, you'll have on-site fueling, no more going and having to fuel someplace else. And it's just a win-win, guys. We are, we are so excited. May not, may not sound like it because both me and Dave are fighting colds here. I guess it's <laughs> the carpooling's not not good for us or something. And the reason, one of the reasons, you know, we couldn't talk about it is it's never done until it's done. Right. Right. Yeah. We didn't close until a week and a half ago, right? On the pers- on the parcel we were buying, so I mean, it's never done until it's done, yep. yeah. right? So we just closed on it a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah when Chris so, asked the question, we weren't we weren't yeah, closed. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't done yet. Right. We didn't, you know, we had a plan. This is what we were working for, but you know, we've screwed up in the past and said, "Oh, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing," and it fell through. Right. Right. You so, almost jinx yourself. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. And you get your hopes up too, Jam, and yeah. you're like, and then it, and then it crashes. And there was a, there was a lot to work out, and and uh, the, the piece of property, and you know, thank you to brother Dave. He he talked to a friend that talked to a friend, and then, and then Dave made a couple phone calls to the Polizzi family, and I'm not sure that they'll ever listen to this podcast, but the Polizzi family are the ones that owned the the location owned the jones fine sand that's what they called it um but it was the Polizzi family but they were able to we were able to put a deal together with them and they were thrilled that it was going to another family mm-hmm. business instead of just selling it and having it developed and and uh uh mrs Polizzi, uh dolly or or dolores but she goes by dolly she was she was excited and she wants to be invited to an open house and how old was she dave do you remember? Uh, she's 84, 83? Yeah, I think so, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, Dolores, if you ever listen to this, you, when, we, when we have an open house, you're more than welcome. Wow. Love, to, love to have you. Good, good people, you guys. Good That's family. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I know you guys, you're probably not going to get into this too much, but when they say we're going to put a building, like, we're not just putting up a building. I mean, it's going to be like, from I've heard 10 bays, two wash bays. It's a 30,000 square foot facility. A 30,000 square foot yeah. facility. So yeah, it's going to be... we hope to have three office levels, meaning the main floor, we're toying with the option of a basement. Nice. And then also a, a top floor up above. And then uh, that leaves the balance of the area for the shop, which like you mentioned, 10 bays, two will be wash bays, and then uh, eight... Yeah. other bays so yeah. it'll be a 100 by 300 foot building is what we're looking at State of and the that's art. that's cocktail napkin drawing right, right. we're 30,000 foot view right now <laughs> right. I mean we're infancy stage right now we're so hyper focused on getting the facility that's there up to snuff so we can get moved in right. get trucks moved out of the other yard you know what I mean so we're like 100% focused on that, and we don't even have electricity there yet. Right. Right? So Yeah, I just, I just bring it up because I want people to see the big picture. They're like, <clears throat> right. oh, great, we're moving. You know, right. It's like, oh, great, we're moving, and we're going to have a state-of-the-art 17-acre facility right. where everybody's under one roof. Absolutely. It's a goal, Jim. It's a game-changer yeah, for it's sure. A, you know, we, we, we talk, you know, even though we're drawing it on a, on a cocktail napkin, we, me and Dave talk about it all the time, and we've talked about it with you guys a little bit. You know, it's 
it's our dream. This building in, in 2000, 1999 and 2000, it was a dream and we didn't think we'd ever outgrow it. And yeah. we out, we outgrew it easily, right. you know, and, and to move over there and have, you know, that's again, that, to have everybody under one roof and be able to, when I talk about Tina, I was just thinking, I haven't seen Tina forever again, right. you know, or, or Charlie or, or Dan Hawk or those guys. And that's, that's not how we run our business. You know, Veronica's right. thanking us here for having being a family, but those guys aren't the family. You know, they're not right. with us all the time. So you had to have everybody together. And, you know, in my my personal opinion, like when Dave talks about the building, we're talking like a deck and, you know, some fire pits and that kind of stuff and benches. And so we can we can have a picnic. We can have a lunch on Saturday where the stuff's there. We're, we have to be visionary in building this building and that that's what we plan to do Jim. put our, our own truck driving championship yeah yep. and invite invite the the state yep we have there you to. go are we gonna have a podcast studio <laughs> thinking about it with <laughs> with uh sound deadening walls, walls and, and yeah so when i cough nobody can hear me yeah, it doesn't need to be very, it only needs to be about as big as we're sitting i mean that would be awesome <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah so yeah good good stuff so chris yeah thanks for the the question and and uh, guys will probably be calling on you in the next few weeks here for help moving those blocks and doing some other stuff but that's the plan upwards and and again being better yep. that's the plan what do you think v i think it's actually amazing i was yeah. actually gonna say something similar to brother jim said because you know it would be nice for us to all be under the same roof because like you hear everybody from the West Yard all, all the time on the CV, but you really, like, when you're here, like, at the East Yard, I can, you see everybody, you introduce yourself, you can see a face, and, like, most of the guys over there, I can, I've only heard them on the CV, you've never seen them face-to-face. Right. So it would be nice for everybody, like, you know, introduce, like, hey, oh, that's who you are. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah we had uh, Dennis Viscara, 88, came in yesterday, had a trouble with his truck, and He'd never met uh, Angie downstairs right. and, and walked in and introduced himself. And it's like, ah, Dennis, you've not met Angie? And then, no, he's never been here. Right. So, yeah, good good stuff. Problem solved. Boom. Did I mention a six-bay fuel island? Yeah. No, you did not mention that. Two 10,000-gallon two tanks. Actually, R1 10,000 and then a 12,000. Nice. Yeah. yeah. With vacuums? Why? So they, don't we have one now? It's uh, like brand new. The vacuum? Yeah. Where is it? That's the problem. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? We do have a vacuum. Uh, that won't upset anybody at the fuel island. Right. Whether oh, vacuuming. Give me for- 10 minutes. I'm just vacuuming. Right. So. See, look, controversy already. Yeah. I'm just thinking because I remember that <laughs> that vacuum by the gate to go to the red light. Is there still a vacuum over there or no? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that was 2004. 14 right yeah that thing worked really good too (laughs) yeah so there'll be yeah and it i don't know there's just when you guys get over there and as we talk about it and we get the you know the west yard guys in there we can go over the plans and stuff because the as you go in at the the address for everybody is uh 5400 forest is where it's located and the cool thing about it is the forest street off of the 53rd dave or 52nd Uh, 52nd 52nd, you're right. Yeah, 52nd. Anyway, uh, Forest there off 52nd to go down to 5400 uh, Forest. We own the street. JFW owns the street. So we'll be able to 
you know, we got to let neighbors in and out, but park in the street, like Dave said, and fuel, and hopefully there won't be any parking because you'll, you'll pull up and there'll be six pumps and they'll knock out trucks and we'll, we'll get people fueled and parked and get you, get you doing your pre-trips and post-trips and all that kind of stuff. It's an eighth-mile so. drag strip. Yeah. yeah. So since you own this street, wouldn't it be nice to change the name of the street to JFW? We, how about... High Road Holland Parkway. <laughs> right, right. We were thinking that, Veronica, because the really funny thing is all the rest of the Commerce City signs are green, and that one's blue. Yeah. So we're wondering if we could an app apply to have the name changed. It would be awesome. That, that would, would be, be cool. It would be awesome, yeah. yeah. High Road Avenue or High Road Parkway, like you said, Jim. Good. High Road Holland Boulevard. Or Boulevard, there. yep. Dave's hauled out of there. Super Dave, you hauled out of there before, right? When Jones finds sand? Many, you, many, many, and many times. Right, right. I hauled yep. way more in than out. And Russ, you don't, I'll probably have to give you directions. Russ Murphy, I can give you some directions if you're not sure how to get in there. So, because yeah. I think I think Russ worked there nine years, right? Ten years? Yeah, eight years, I think. Eight, yeah. 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 All, right. All right, moving on. Safety topic of the week. We had a driver crush his hand in the tailgate last week, so... What do you guys think about that? Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's beyond a pinch point. That's the old <clears throat> smash point. Yeah. Yeah. Driver, you know, are you okay, driver? Yeah, I'm fine. He's got a dislocated thumb. <laughs> ah. Tough guy. Yeah. Yep. Watch your fingers. I mean, there's the old saying, don't put your fingers where you want to put your, right? Sure. <laughs> Why do you look at me like? That? Yeah. I don't, just don't, just don't put your up there, Veronica. Yeah. Uh, fingers, don't fingers. put your fingers. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, be careful. You know, in in the safety manual, we talk about pinch points. You know, we talk about how to properly clean out the trailer, um, how to block that tailgate open when you need to. Yeah. Um, and. Unfortunately, I think it might have been a perfect storm that the driver wasn't paying attention to, you know, the proper way to do things and to clean out. And that's when it happened. He was cleaning out at the end of the day. Mm. So, yeah. Don't use your hammer at the bottom of the tailgate to hold it open either, you know. Yeah, we're into our summer time, so we're not, you know, propping the gates open or anything like that. I mean, now all the tailgates could rest. I mean, you just pop your tailgate and rest it on top of your dogs that's yeah. a good way not to get hurt yeah so. let the water out like on a day-to-day or yep. or, or something like that yeah yep. yeah just to touch on all that stuff you guys maybe it seems like it's been a while but you know three points of contact getting in and out of the cab we've had a had a twisted ankle or a, a foot i think ron twisted his ankle or something and yep. and you know we we put all the ladders on the sides of the trailers i think almost all the trailers have those now you know that's three points of contact. Swinging your leg over the top of that trailer. Be careful doing that. Uh, if you're washing your windows this time of year, because there's, you know, you, we went from mag chloride to bugs, and uh, doing your windshield and stuff. Be careful jumping down. Well, do not jump down off the tire. You know, take steps down and get down and do that. Uh, yeah, just so many, so many things that we have to be careful about. And when we lose that that little bit of concentration, that's when when things happen. You know, I, I jumped off, unhooked a trailer and just jumped off the, the deck plate backwards. And uh, like, well, hope nobody's seen that because that, that didn't look good as as a uh, explanation or however it would go on, on what I was doing. So, yeah, everybody everybody be careful. Yep. 
guys got anything else before we hit the high road of Holland? Yeah, mine's kind of my, I don't know. I'll, I'll jump in there, Jam, with a little bit here. Great. Um, we had uh, one of the magazines here. They talked about a, a skit. Maybe you guys can, can look it up. I'm sure we can find it someplace. But on uh, April 9th, uh, Saturday Night Live did a parody that poked fun at truck drivers. And uh, the skit was called uh, Truck Stop CD. Features actor Jake Gyllenhaal as a truck driving crooner who sings about ghost truckers urinating in bottles and long days on the road missing his wife who's appear who appears for a duet advising her husband not to forget which cup in his cab contains an actual beverage and which has urine in it laughing at people urinating in bottles while driving might have been funny when i was 13 then again that's the last time snl was funny is what the the writer writes but the problem with the skit like this albeit satire in nature is truck drivers are up against these stereotypes all the time rather than being considered the professional and essential workers or workforce they are pop culture tells society it's okay to undermine them and the work they do but it's wrong on so many levels and it's and it's quite a long uh story here you guys and i just we talk about the stereotypes we talk about our speed we talk about safety we just talked about pinch points and you know this all goes together here here's snl making fun of us because we have this stereotype and we're funny and that's our whole goal when we talk about in the podcast and talk about things is again being better and changing that stereotype so we're we're looked up to we're we're heroes here and and just to read it right quickly the the writer of the story uh, closes out and he said it's important to remind people that there is nothing we eat wear drink drive put in our homes etc etc that doesn't move on a truck it would be wise for snl writers to think twice before mocking the men and women who deliver all the supplies necessary to perform their sketches keep in mind those sets props were delivered by human beings possibly someone who might not have had the luxury of using a restroom along the way wow and it 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 was a good piece on that and up above here too it does say everybody that uh virtually in our economy they estimate that 70 percent of the tonnage that's moved around america is moved by truck 70% 70% you guys that and seems low right you think everything yeah, yeah it I does thought, does it to you guys I, th- I thought it was a big number I mean 70% by a I by mean a think truck. of any manufacturing whether it's here in the US overseas I mean if it's overseas no matter what it is it came over on a container and it landed on a truck right. that's how they get it off the ship I mean I'm, right? just, I'm just looking around this room this audio interface these mics the mic rooms the computer the, the, the phone <coughs> Everything in here has been on a truck at right? one point. Yeah, it's yeah like, 70% is... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's made Like up. 97% would yeah. be my guess, and yeah. that would like, still not cover it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, saying 100%. <laughs> I'm going with 100%, Jam. Good idea. Right, right. right. Uh, yeah, so just just wanted to bring that up, just, you know, because the we must we must end trucker stereotypes. We And it, and it starts here with us, and that's, yeah. you know, that's what we preach, and here, here's a whole article about it. I feel like truck driving has come a long, long way since I started. I got my CDL in 98, 
and truck driving was quite different back then. The pay was quite different back then. I think, you know, we got people, you know, we got people making six figures here at JFW. Not everybody does it, but there's people that do it. And Dave, you always tell the story. There's there's engineers that start working for the state. They don't even come close to that. Oh, not even close. Yeah, they got master degrees, and yeah. they're not making the money that, yeah. that our drivers are making. So. Absolutely. Skilled trade is is about to surpl- surpass white, <coughs> white-collar work. You wow. know what I mean? It just is. It's, it's coming around. You watch Mike Rowe, anything. I mean, I had so many graduation parties in the last two weeks just of families that I knew through my son's swimming and school and all of that. And, you know, every kid is going to college for some type of uh, not trade, hmm. right? I didn't know one kid that's going to school for a skilled trade. Right. And one of my friends posted, one of the, one of the dads, that his son's going to a junior college. He posted, who's going to keep building America? Right. Right? right? You know, I mean, who is going to keep building America? We're... We have built, we, we talk about it on the podcast all the time, what we have helped build, right? I mean, we didn't physically do it with our hands, but our trucks delivered the goods. You know, here we are talking about what the trucks deliver, and our trucks have delivered the goods. You know, we helped build Stapleton when it was still here, helped build DIA, you know, helped tear down Stapleton, helped build I-70, the elevated portion. Right. You know, I can't tell you we've helped tear it down, but we've supplied some goods. You see ready mixed over there with the concrete trucks yep. quite often. I don't know what portion, but right. help project. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you name it. It's like we've been involved. When we can sit back and say, we delivered the first loads of squeegee to Coors Field to the new Mile High Stadium, still delivered to Mile High Stadium and Coors Field, the Pepsi Center. I mean, not many companies can sit back and say that, right? right? So it's, I don't know. It came on a truck. It's good stuff. Yep. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about going back when you, when you started trucking, Jim, the part of the other article that it goes on because they're, they're trying to open things up to get more drivers to get their CDL and stuff. But it says here, back in 1978, the average truck driver pay was $34 an hour. And it had, it had a prestigious... Uh, really? Kind of, I don't know thing about it being a truck driver Hmm. and uh it says now though um in the last year it was averaged to be about 25 dollars an hour so that's how why why would you want to be a truck driver i mean i remember driving for stevens transport making 22 cents a mile right you know you could run you could run your little booty off get three thousand miles at 660 bucks you know yeah that's 35 forty thousand dollars a year right on yeah, it's come a long way. Yeah, and when Dave talks about trades, I just, you know, an electrician, a plumber, a truck driver, you know, <coughs> Veronica, your husband, flat workers, the guys that are out there killing it, that, that manual labor, nobody wants to do it, but somebody's got to do it, and and people will start to pay more and more for it because people aren't doing it. And it's and it's a job that's looked like it's, it's beneath you, you know, like, oh, you're a truck driver? No, I'm a truck driver. Right. I delivered all the shit you use, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've always been proud to tell people what, that I was a driver. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Never, never said it with shame, ever. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah we, we just had guys who, I'm just a truck driver. God, don't ever say that. Right. You know, that's just not, it's just not true, you guys. You're so much more than that. Yeah. Having to fight the traffic and, and all the things you do. And, yeah. It reminds me of the story about the janitor. Yeah. Know? He's not just a janitor. He, pull, he helped put a man on the moon. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a. You should tell that story right quick. I think you'd do a better job at it. I can't remember the president, but Kennedy I, what, it was, was it JFK? Johnson. He was president when the Apollo Kennedy started the Apollo, but he got assassinated before they actually mm. got the Apollo on the moon. Okay. Because he was he was assassinated in '63. <laughs> they landed on the moon in '69. So do you so. do you know the story then? Was it but did they really? Or is that fake news? Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. So uh, President Johnson was touring the uh, the Kennedy Space Center. No, I'm sorry. The it was just NASA the, at the time. It right? was the Houston Houston Control. So I think that was. Uh, I forget what they call it. I think it might be called the Johnson Space Center. But at any rate, he was he was touring the Space Center, and uh, they had had some um, hellacious rains, and there was a area of the building that was flooded, and there was a janitor that was mopping like crazy, trying to clean up the flood. And uh, Johnson said, "You're you're doing the best job of mopping I've ever seen. You're an outstanding janitor." And he looked at him and said, "Sir, I am not a janitor." I helped put men on the moon. And he said, wow. Gives me the chills. Right? 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 Because he did. Because every person is integral to what you do. Right. To the end goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we we yeah. We talk about it. I mean you got you got dispatch here, you got day mechanics, night mechanics, you got driver support, you got us. Yeah, you gotta gotta have everybody. Yeah. I mean when the state patrol was on here two weeks ago. That was the first thing he said he looks for is how clean our trucks are. Right. Who yeah. does that? Yeah. Wash just bay. The wash bay. Wash Not bay. just the wash bay. Right. The wash bay. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. And we got a couple uh, women in the wash bay knocking it out too. Yeah. So that'd be, yeah. That'd be yeah. too That's tough a right. work for a woman, That's right? That's right. Macy and Mackenzie. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> crushing it. Yeah. Yep. Crushing yep. it. Yeah. Good. They seem to have really they're, good they're attitude. Pretty, they seem pretty like pretty cool girls. I've introduced myself to them, both of them. So nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's really good, Veronica. It makes them feel, I'm sure at home, I'm seeing another girl here, a woman here. You know, having that contact. You're just trying to get on their good side so they wash your truck more often, aren't you? <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> you right? Cookies or what? Not yet. <laughs> That's next. Breakfast uh, burritos. Maybe in some of that banana bread I made. For, oh, zucchini bread that I made for you guys. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, that stuff was for, awesome. For what? Oh, did we get... Because that was, seemed like that was your personal zucchini bread. <laughs> what? Not my personal. I did eat quite a bit of it. <laughs> I just kept looking around to see if anybody's ta- seen right. me take more than one. I remember Linda said, "I'm not eating bread right now," but I had I kept smelling it and smelling, it and I just had to go have a piece. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, I fell in love, Veronica. My wife makes a chocolate a zucchini cake, and I love the chocolate, but the zucchini keeps the chocolate part of the cake so moist yeah. with the vegetable part of it and it's just uh, I always tell them it's good for you because it's a zucchini chocolate cake uh, but yeah it's good stuff everybody always has them like in the family because not a lot of people know but I haven't since uh, 2000 January 2019 I stopped eating pasta rice bread like I don't eat any of it but at home I still bake for my family I still make rice I still make pasta for them I make everything so the same. They're like, how do you do it? Like, how do you just like not eat it? Right. It's like, you know, you just get used to it. Like soda, I haven't had soda since I was 15 years old. Like, wow. I don't even remember tasting the soda. Wow. It's Good like, for you. you know, do, you do just you put your, your mind to it and you do it. Do you let your kids have soda? Yeah, Alonzo does, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I'd rather stick with them drinking water or stuff like yeah. that. But dad allows them so. Man, I just yeah. had to look at my water bottle. 
get a little get a, get a little sip <laughs> hydrate get it going yep get in there and hydrate jim yeah. did you see that uh did you see that comment on facebook we, no, a jam I must <clears throat> So we had an ad on Facebook, and a guy says, uh, JFW, that stands for just for whites. They won't hire any Hispanics. Did you see that? Wow, no, wow. I totally missed that yeah. one. I doubt I would have skipped that one and not answered. Yeah, so in the spirit of our conversation last week of how I usually just delete that stuff because there is no winning, I was like, okay, well, I'm not just going to let that one slide. I was like, that's never been true. Yeah. I challenge you to come here at 5 a.m. any morning or about 3.30 when the trucks are coming in, take a look around and come back and fix this statement. And he never responded. But, yeah, I'll do uh, I'll do a little bit better of fighting those things instead of getting rid of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just terrible. But like yeah. you said, Jerry, there's, yeah, there's, there's no, no winning. And that, that person's got such a closed mind. And we've all talked about that, too. Is it, is it worth the energy? Right. But sometimes it's just the statement is so stupid and so hurtful that you're just right. like, oh, my God, pay attention. Yeah. Here's yeah. the kicker, you guys. He probably interviewed for a job and didn't get hired. Right. Yeah. We don't hire people that. Because of well, yeah, can't, negative, can't negative drive. energy, right. you yeah. know, yeah, or yeah. can't drive, yeah. Dave. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it kind of bugged me, you guys, just sitting here with Veronica <clears throat> and and really kind of hyper focusing on the fact, you know, you being a woman here and woman this and woman that, and right? It just doesn't matter to me, right? You know what I mean? We could have it could be the other way, and we could have ninety eight women and ten guys. It just wouldn't matter to me if you show up and do the job. I mean, our parents raised us. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. I mean, we've hired one-eyed people, one-armed people. You know, <laughs> name the color, name the race, name everything. You know right. what I mean? We're just we just weren't raised like that. You know, so right. that just just sitting here going through some of those questions, and I understand the purpose of it, right? Right, but I mean, I I was honestly sitting here thinking to myself like what's the big deal why does that matter right why why is that even an issue you know and i i guess i wish in our society today it wasn't right yeah Yeah, and why why aren't there more women truck drivers right and i think i think that's what you're bringing up dave and i I know you realize it is that's how i feel the questions are and and what you just did by bringing up the facebook post Mm -hmm. is we're trying to break down stereotypes right it is not true here you know, you're welcome here, Veronica. Anybody is welcome here. And that's and we just don't look at that stereotype. What we need are good drivers. Good people. Yeah, good yeah, people. Absolutely. Good people. Yeah. And I and I also pre- I mean I like the questions also because that gives me the opportunity to express like my feelings and the way I feel is that this company doesn't make you feel any of this. Right. Like it doesn't make you feel like you're less just because you're a woman. Sure. So, I mean, I'm glad the questions were asked because then that way everybody who listens to us knows that, you know, me as a woman, you get treated the same as anybody else in this company. Yeah, awesome. That's perfect. That's fantastic. Perfect. That's what we need to keep breaking down. Yep. Shouldn't, shouldn't be an issue. On that note, watch it us with the high road hauling soup. Yeah. Um, you know, this week's High Road Holland is something that everybody can identify with because I believe anybody out there has experienced a pressure situation, experienced a situation where they felt they couldn't succeed or the the mountain was too tall to climb. And um, how do you handle yourself when you are faced with almost a no-win situation? What do you do? Do you bail? Do you, you know, hunker down and, and dig in even harder? 
Um, but this week's High Road Holland is how can you succeed under extreme pressure like a Navy SEAL? The underwater competency test is a test most SEAL trainees fail on their first attempt. And it features exercises where instructors attack scuba geared trainees underwater, tying knots in their air hoses, ripping masks off their faces, and causing general mayhem. It's intended to help SEALs be ready for any underwater situation. Because so many recruits were failing the extreme underwater test, even with four attempts to pass, the Navy sought help from psychologists and devised what one instructor called the Big Four. Four psychology-based methods the SEALs could employ to help them get through the intense situation successfully without panicking and coming up for air before the 20-minute test was completed. Could you imagine being underwater for 20 minutes with mm. some dude ripping your mask off? No yeah, way. Just being bugged the whole time. <laughs> Tying knots in yeah. your air hose. No Crazy, way. huh? The four methods are powerful for anyone who has to weather a high-pressure situation. So number one, goal setting. Specifically setting goals in very small increments, then taking one goal at a time. One former SEAL said that this was the approach he took for the entire intense training period. Make it to lunch that day, and then the next goal was to make it to dinner. You can use this in your work day also. Break your pressure-laden day into a series of micro-goals. By achieving one small goal at a time, you can use this to give you a boost of confidence and energy to attack the next one. Number two, mental rehearsal. This is also called visualization. Working at something over and over until it comes naturally, and so it's easier under extreme stress. <clears throat> the Navy SEALs want their candidates to succeed in the real world, terrifying underwater situation, so they make them practice being under duress without oxygen to learn to overcome one of the most fundamental human fears, drowning. When you do enough mental rehearsal, muscle memory kicks in. It's this simple. You want the brain prepared and familiar with the high-pressure situation you're going to be in. Number three, self-talk. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Our brains can quickly take us into very unhelpful places when we're panicking. Imagine the conversation you're having with yourself when you're 15 feet underwater and your air hose is knotted in three places. In high-stress situations, it's more important than ever to emit tones of panic and cast catastrophizing and replace them with more focused, let's just do what needs to be done right now type of dialogue. <coughs> and number four, stay calm. It, it's important to stay cool and specifically focus on your breathing. And we talk about breathing in many situations um, as far as, you know, focusing and calming yourself down, but it really does work. Staying calm in any tense situation is easier said than done. We have all heard about breathing techniques that can calm us down. Breathing slowly, being aware of each breath, exhaling slowly, counting to three before taking another breath. Um, and what I've read too is you inhale to a count of four, and you exhale to a count of eight. I don't know if you've read that. But wow. Exhale to a count of eight, huh? Yeah. Um, whatever the method, it, is really, uh, it really is a habit you can learn. Imagine if you could focus on your breathing when you're underwater and can't, coupled with the ability to stay calm. 
It's a powerful duo. Yeah. How do you focus on breathing when you're underwater and you can't breathe? <laughs> right. I but, bet you're really focused on it. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Like huh? I need to breathe. <laughs> uh, so the quote today is, uh, don't let your fear or insecurity stop you from believing in yourself. You have to look at every situation as a challenge that you can overcome. If you don't believe you can, then you can't. And that is by Thomas Brown. So I think that's the bottom line. You believe you can, and you can. If you right. believe you can't, you can't. Yeah, it has a lot to do with it, Dave. I, I mean, you've, we've, we've golfed together and stuff, and, and I like to golf, but I suck at it, you know, and, but I don't practice enough to be better. <laughs> You're so a lot better than me, Jim. So it's, it, you <laughs> You're know, a lot better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to give you any better, but I went and golfed a couple weeks ago, and we golfed with this, this nice couple, a man and a woman, and just me and my friend Tim, and... The guy gets up there, Dave, and I mean, he like crushes the ball. Uh, the the couple's the husband. And, Tim, you mean? No, not Tim. Oh, the, okay. the other, the couple, the 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 husband that uh-huh. we're playing with, and the and and the wife, and he just walks up, crushes the ball, makes it look so simple. And for some reason, the guy made me so nervous to hit. It just it just <laughs> like washed over me. Like I got out hit him. I gotta I gotta get this guy. I gotta. I'm like. There's no way I'll ever out hit him. What am I? What? Why am I even nervous? And I, I still, when I got up there, I, I flubbed it. You know, barely hit past the the woman's tee boxes. You know, and it's such a such a mind game. You know, and yeah. and the same thing when you're when you're like you're putting. You know, and you just I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You know, and same thing like backing up a truck or I can do this. You know, the positivity mm-hmm. is it's amazing what your mind controls. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Being calm is key. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That's the whole anger and your emotions, and just yeah. keeping that that even keel, Jim. Yeah, it was like the guy that landed the airplane a couple of weeks ago, or almost oh, a month now, man. Oh, buddy. You know, I mean, yeah. pilot slumped over the seat, and he hops on and puts on the earmuffs and calls the tower or whatever. Says, "Is anybody listening?" And this guy talks him in, and he lands a plane. He's never been in the in a plane before. Yeah. But and those, he, and he was a real estate salesman, and, and he right? was just calm and cool. Yeah. The, the guy at the tower is like, do you see anything? He goes, I see Shoreline. What else? I don't know. Where are you? I don't know. Yeah, both <laughs> Just the guys. Just as, as calm. Both the guys. Were, yeah. You know, the guy yeah. was like, like uh, and explain to me what the what's wrong with the pilot again. He's uh, dead. He, he's, it was like that. <laughs> he's incapacitated. He's, yeah, he's incapacitated. And what is that? He's non-communicating or yes. something he said. But they were, God, they were they're calm. Yeah. So there's an audio recording of this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jim. It is oh, so wow. good. I need and to hear the, the guy at the tower transfers him. I think either that guy in the tower that he lucked out getting a hold of or they transfer him. He was a flight instructor. Mm-hmm. And so he had the knowledge to be able to help the guy. But he also quickly printed out um, the that plane. The dashboard. The dashboard of that plane huh. to have it in front of him. And he was able to tell the, the, the pilot what to pull and push and it, what it's, to look at and yeah it's, that. it's good yeah good it was funny too because he said apparently when they land there's this dead spot i got the impression like the radios change mm. so, and i'm making that up i don't know this right but at some point there's a several second dead spot when the plane lands and they're just sitting there like everybody's just waiting to hear from the pilot and pretty soon the guy in the tower goes are you there are you there Nothing. And then the pilot comes on and he goes, Hey, I'm landed. I'm almost stopped. What do you want me to do next? <laughs> the pilot. And, right? Yeah. Right? It's and, like, oh my God. You're, and part you're, of that was the, the, like, the safety crew jam too. Was like, 
okay, he's down and, and you know, all flat. And he said something like that. And, and then he was like, and he's never flown. A, it changed. Like, he's never <laughs> flown a plane. Uh-huh. And he landed it. That's a good. I wonder if he's going to get his pilot license. I was about to say, what's yeah. the chances why, of him going to flight not, school? Yeah. Right? right? And I heard there's like a shortage now, like on pilots. <laughs> there's a shortage on everything. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah, me think Yeah, the pilot's the real deal. Yeah. Because they can't fly after X age. Right? Yeah. Doesn't, yeah, 65, right? That's when they made Sully quit. Was it 65, mm-hmm. Dave? And uh, yeah, I mean, there is a major shortage of airline pilots. Yeah, big time. Makes me think of Vitaly. Yep, good old yeah. Vitaly. Yeah. What's up, Vitaly? Yeah, and tough to get your hours, you know, and then they're restricted to a certain amount of flight time and all that kind of stuff and, right. and to do the different things, yeah. So, All right, final thoughts, everybody? Yeah, I don't want to have too much dead air right there, so I'll, I'll jump in. Um, yeah, I just want to, I know it probably came as a shock to talk about the Yard 23, and, you know, I want want everybody to, I want everybody to be excited, and I know there won't be people that are excited, but give us a chance to work through it. Give us a chance to get it figured out. It is, it's a, it's a positive deal, and uh, all these things here happen because of you guys, and that's not just the drivers, that's the, the wash bay, the mechanics, it's just everybody here. And it's a, it's a, it's a marvelous family. It's a good, you know, except for being sick the last week here, I look forward to getting up every morning and coming to work. And last few days have been a little bit of struggle about coming in. But, um, yeah, you guys, I just want to tell everybody thank you and, and uh, appreciate everything you do. And, and hopefully, hopefully you guys can be excited for Yard 23 and we'll, we'll make history together. We'll keep being better. Yeah, just... Keep in mind, Rome wasn't built in a day, and this won't happen overnight. We have a goal. We'll shoot for it and get as close as we can. So, Can't wait for the Christmas parties there. Right? <laughs> I mean, it just be, it's just it's going to be better, Veronica. Yeah. The whole thing's going to be great. V, you want to leave us with anything today? No, just thank you guys for having me, and it was fun. Yeah, good. good. Glad, yeah. glad you could make it. Thanks yeah. for all thank you, you do for us and yeah. the great job. Great, thank great you. guest. Soup. You know, uh, when you are trying to be safe out there, you have to consciously think about safety. So uh, I was working around the house this weekend, and one of the things I had to do was plant this bush. We had had a bush that's been dying in the front yard for, God, probably the last three years. And this year really was barely growing out of the ground, and all the branches had died. So my wife and I were like, uh, hey, let's plant a bush. And uh, I knew how hard it was going to be because there's this, 50-foot tree in the front yard, literally 10 feet away from where we planted the bush. And I just knew it was going to have some really bad roots, right? And all I could think of was, man, I better not chop a toe off with this shovel because I was I was really pounding it down. I was, I man, I tell you what, I kept my feet so far away from that shovel. And when I jumped on that shovel, I used both feet to make sure I wasn't going to chop my toe off. So when you guys are out there doing your job, cleaning your trailers, driving down that road, or you're at home, you're working in your garage, you're working with a, uh, a Sawzall, which is what I ended up cutting the roots off with because I couldn't, you know, they were too big. Yeah. But consciously think about your safety and the safety of everybody around you and the people that love you. Go home with all your fingers and toes every day. Yeah. Good one, Dave. I will add to that by saying when you get out of the truck, set your brakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you get out of the truck, set your brakes. Not your pinch valve, 
set your brakes. Yeah. Yeah, we just were remarking about that, you guys, because we had an accident last night, and we had one of the trucks drive through the shop door on the on the red building over here. So we're down a door, and luckily there didn't look like there was much damage to the truck, but we lost a we lost a bay, and now we're having to replace a door. So important stuff. You can't you know can't ever lose focus, Super Dave. Yeah. Just like you're saying, you just to drop your guard. It's like no one what the color of the car is two cars back no one you know leaving that following distance so you have a ways out we talk about speed we talk about all that stuff and it just every day it's important i'm a little disappointed we didn't talk about cameras or following too close or speeding this week we oh. still can <laughs> we can we can fit it in what do yeah. you think of the cameras veronica like i know it's final thoughts but yeah. what do you think of them you know at first i was kind of like oh my gosh these new cameras but they're just like the old ones. I mean, you just do what you're doing. And I mean, once in a while you hear her talk to you and I'm like, oh, you're there. But yeah. so I mean, I thought I, at first I was like, oh my gosh, this cameras, <laughs> it's going to be hard. You're going to have to just drive normal and do what you're doing. And it's like they were never there. Have you had a lot of coaching events from Scooby? Scooby's your coach. Has he talked to you about any I videos? I heard from him too much. Not too much. Maybe like but once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, nice. and for what, Veronica? if you don't mind me asking. My speed. <laughs> speed, okay. Maybe slow down. I mean, I've gotten so used to, like, if there's no traffic, like, you know, 10, maybe sometimes 15. I've worked on that. Score. See, see <laughs> score. Oh, oh, you're on yeah. the spot yeah. now. I shouldn't have brought it up. He's looking. Uh, He's looking. Yeah, let's just, yeah. I don't know. I know it probably part of a broken record, you guys, when we're doing this, or a broken podcast, but that... That being safe and looking out and being better and all that kind of stuff, you guys. I hope we hope we keep it up. Yeah. We, we do well, a good job. Just can't talk about stuff enough. Yeah, that's... You know, I mean, we yeah. talk about it all the time, you know. That's the reason I mentioned when you got out of the truck. You know, we specifically had the backup alarm connected. So when the doors open, if the brakes aren't set, the backup alarm goes off right. when you open the door. Right. right? Uh, I mean, we did that as a safety feature. So not, you set the brakes. Right. Not on that Freightliner, though. Not no. yet. Right. Exactly. Right. Just not an option. Or right. if it was, our salesmen or our, right. peop, our people at Freightliner don't know about Newer it. Newer technology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, V, you have a safety score of 89. And you're right. You've lost 11 points because of speeding. Yeah. And only <laughs> 0.3 points because of harsh braking. And that's on the last 30 days. Hmm. So, I think that's what getting used to, like, should I take the yellow light or should I stop? <laughs> yeah, no but doubt. But just slow down before you get to the intersection. There you go. Yeah. Stale yeah. green light. Stale green light. Yeah. I mean, you, you can slow down, and if it stays green, then just go. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, Great advice. Exactly. Great advice. Yep. All right, everybody. What wise words. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. yeah. Good you learn from that. your mistakes. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Man, we just keep going, V. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got it. Preaching. <laughs> That's a pretty damn good score, though, too. Yeah. Eight, yeah. 89. 89.3, yeah. is that what? 89, I think. Because uh, I thought we kind of broke it out to, like, an A was 90 to 100, a B mm-hmm. was yeah. 80 I, to 90, right? Yeah. More That's, or less. You said it's a pretty good score, right? I think a driver with a Veronica's caliber could be 95 and better. So I'm looking forward to seeing what next the next time I'll be an A+. Plus. There you go. There you go. Yep. I bet it, nice. I bet in 30 days you could change that score to a 95. 
So, yeah. yeah, especially yeah. since you recognize what it is, Veronica. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, you knew right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do a great job, though. Don't let it. Don't let what I'm saying take away from exactly. the amazing yeah. job you do. Yeah, we're. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Thanks, week. Thanks, everybody. Yep.